Hello and welcome to Own Your Divine Light podcast. My name is Yara Atlantica Miller. This is the soul name of Janet Miller, my birth name. I also have another soul name, Isla Saruna Miller. These names were given to me through a deep spiritual process. I'm telling you this because when you listen to these different seasons, you will hear me introduce myself as Janet, Isla Sarona, and finally as Yara Atlantica Miller. I want you to know these names are all me and simply an evolution of my divine aspect. We all have been on an amazing journey to embody the divine aspects of ourselves. We have been asked to look at our light and shadow and to recognize and accept all that we are. We came onto this planet because we knew this was going to be a challenging job. That's why I created Own Your Divine Light podcast. This podcast is full of so many people who have walked their talk and shifted their lives no matter what they have been through. You will hear many ways to support you on this journey as a multidimensional being and steps you can take to becoming that divine being that you've always known yourself to be. Thank you for joining this podcast. Let's now take a deep dive in today's empowering conversation. Well, hello and welcome to Own Your Divine Light. I'm Janet Miller and I'm inviting you to listen to the miraculous life of Tom T. Moore, who is an entrepreneur, a channel, an author a healer, a dream believer, and I just found out he also wanted to be an actor at one time. Tom has created a life of many different dimensions and has brought many miracles to people's lives with his amazing book series, The Gentle, Gentle Way. Today, you will learn Tom's miraculous ways, all about the MBO, which I'm going to let Tom talk about that, which will change your life. Hi, Tom. Thank How you. How doing? Joining me, I'm doing now, well. Well, sort of well. <laughs> no, nice, nice to uh, uh, finally speak with you, sort of in person, Janet. Yeah. And hello to everyone out there that will see this. Oh yeah, we're going to have a great crowd uh, joining us, and um, I'm so thrilled that you're here, Tom, because I've been a follower of yours for a long time, at least 15 years, and I just I, I, I adore your work and. So I, I want to start with like, you're a man of so many talents and you're even a pilot, I found out. You even are a pilot. I mean, there's not much, you're the man, like the Renaissance man. Yeah, you're I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you've challenged yourself throughout your life with so many different career opportunities and you've been quite successful in so many of them. And of course, I'm a huge fan of you, uh, what you've been doing over the last 15 years, your MBOs. And uh, they're such a help to people and they've produced so many miracles in my life and I've shared them with so many people and I just people call me and say wow look at what I can't believe you gave me that prayer Janet because who is this person and so I always credit you and um they just I've had just so many miracles happen with people and I don't I haven't written to you about it because there's so many and I, the stories I read in your newsletter are so incredible I'm like okay he's got a great bunch of stories there so you know, I, I suppose one we're, we're always looking for more. I suppose you are. There's one that's a really good one with my friend and her her dad who was in the hospital. That was a really interesting one. So, um, but first, I'd like to ask about your unending sense of entrepreneurship. How did you decide to create all these businesses and they turn to gold? How? What is it about you that makes this happen? Oh well, I'm told that I'm I'm an old soul, mm -hmm. and so. 
I've, I've uh, actually done these things in past lives. Uh, so like I've, uh, I've been an actor before. I've, I've been uh, a, a director of, of some type of, of moving images all the way back to Atlantean days. And um, uh, so all of these seem to be preparing me for this life where I was to reintroduce people to the gentle way. Ah, fantastic. And how, how, do you know how many lives you've had? I mean, you have any idea? I've been told it's a, a thousand and five. And That's I'm told that I'm, I'm one of only uh, 10 people on the planet that have had that many lives. Although like, as an example, the Dalai Lama is up to like 1100, I understand. So um, when I was first told that uh, was when I had asked the question uh, to my uh, own guardian angel, uh, Theo, I, I said, well, how many, how many lives do people have on average on earth? And he said, 600 to 800. And I first said, well, you know, why, why such a, a range? And I was told that it was because some souls like to get everything over, uh, over quick, quickly, and others want to take their time. And so uh, it, it might be like 610 or 15 or, or 800 and, and three, or uh, it, it's not an exact number. It's however many lives it takes to, uh, to experience every single thing on earth. And that's why you'll see some people that I call the drama queens, because they've got something happening all the time in their lives. Um, and it's probably because they're, <laughs> they're working under a, a short number of, of lives. And so I said, well, how many lives do, you know, have I had? And I was told, uh, you know, a, a thousand and five. And I said, gosh, I must be a really slow learner. And I was, no, Tom, um, you keep coming back to help push people along. At that time, I did not understand it meant I'm, I'm here to help people raise their vibrational levels. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're all trying to do in these lives. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that is, that's fantastic. I mean, it's so wonderful that you can know all this about yourself. It's a gift. And I know you're a huge reader and, and with that you got started, uh, you were reading the Sedona Journal once and you, uh, I guess you had a channel reading by Robert Shapiro, who I've read quite a bit. And yes. he channeled a spiritual being, uh, he channels a spiritual being called Zush. And um, he talked about requesting benevolent outcomes in people, you know, requesting that in their lives. And all of a sudden, you, I guess you felt, a very, you struck a note with you. And um, you said you tried it out and that it worked the best you'd ever worked anything in, your, in any of the modalities you'd ever tried. Right, because I've tried all these modalities before. I mean, um, when, when I first sort of started down the path, I was kind of already, you know, reading lots of spiritual books, mm -hmm. uh, uh, but, uh, but uh, uh, you know, they, uh, I'd, I'd started with astrology because way back in 69, I think it was or so, um, uh, there was this uh, astrologer in Dallas, uh, and I, at that time I had my, my little tour business, and, and the astrologer, uh, his his hobby was the Dallas Cowboys and the Cowboys had never been to a Super Bowl at that time. And he said, they're not going to go this year, but they're going to go next year. And he said that these are the reasons why. 
and he gave like 10 reasons. I tore that article out of the newspaper, put it in my desk, and at the end of the um, at the end of the football season, I dragged it out, and he had hit on 80%. So because of my relationship uh, with the airlines already, I reserved 300 seats on Braniff Airlines down to Miami a year in advance. And lots of people were laughing. And, and I became the first tour operator in Dallas to ever run a trip to the Super Bowl. So I said, I don't know how this astrology works, but I better start studying. And so I did. And so that, that was sort of pushing me along the path, you might say. That is a great, oh my gosh, what a great story. And that you followed that. And, mean, and then, wow, love it. You know, I, I'll awesome. continue on just to kind of give you a, a sequence of sure. in 1979. Yeah. Uh, well, by the way, that the money I made off of that was enough to kind of start a little uh, a travel agency and and tour company, and that eventually grew to where we were one of the largest ones in the Southwest, and we had uh, 3,000 travel agents eventually selling our our tours to the Cayman Islands and Las Vegas and so, but uh, uh, that pushed uh, us along. And so in 1979, I uh, started recording my dreams uh, each morning. And two weeks after I'd started that, I had a dream of, of uh, an explosion and a woman and some men involved. And my wife and I were supposed to be going to Manila for a, um, a World Congress of Travel Agents, and um, uh, it was so vivid that we canceled Manila and added days on to Hong Kong and uh, a Taipei. And sure enough, on the first day of the uh, of the Congress, uh, terrorists blew up a bomb at the front of the of the hall, which is where I kind of like to sit. And after that, I said, "I'm going to record my dreams the rest of my life." Well. What that also does is, is that is that in that um, uh, uh, in that space where you're just waking up and recording dreams, that's sort of the same space that you can receive messages from spirit, and it's it's really good practice for anyone to do. Uh, besides the fact that these are messages from your soul, and even though a lot of them are symbolic you will, if you read them over, it solidifies in your subconscious and that helps you to be more successful in that. So that's, that was another thing. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's an amazing story. I mean, look at what it did for you and, and it saved your life in some ways, right? I mean, that's yeah. What so, came out of it, which was huge. I mean, that you trusted and you believed right away in that this was the truth to follow and you just stuck with that. Yes. Really, I know uh, dreams are something I I don't always remember mine, but I know I should write them down. Occasionally I do, but I, I, I have to get in the habit, like you say. I love the yeah. idea of journaling. And you have to put a notebook yes. in, in uh, uh, right by uh, the table by your bed, a pen light. And then I recommend to people, see if I can reach it or not. Um, this one is so worn out. <laughs> uh, but this says the dreamers dictionary by lady stern robinson and tom corbett and um, uh, i found this is channeled all these dream symbols are channeled so i feel like they're closer to 
the symbology that we get in our dreams. And I also found out that, that uh, in your dream state, they'll adapt to the, to the dream dictionary if they want you to really know something. Really? So, so the, the dreams sort of adapt there. And, and I highly recommend it because if you put, a, say, a dream symbol in my class night, I was uh, traveling, uh, you know, that has a certain symbology. I, uh, I was uh, uh, pitching a tent that has symbology. So all these things are, and, and those are good, good dream symbols. So something's coming along pretty good. I, uh, I've had lots of, of good dream symbols lately. So we'll, we'll see what's happening. Well, I had a very unusual dream in the past two weeks, which I'd never had a dream like this. And it was about, I think they were either beavers or they were groundhogs. They were flying over my head. They were mm. just flying and flying over my head and they were not landing on me. They were landing past me, but there were just so many of them. And I didn't know exactly what that meant, but. Mm. I, and I, I don't for sure, them. but I would think there's going to be a lot of people uh, watching these, these uh, uh, programs of yours. That yeah. would be my interpretation. Oh, good. Oh, thank you. I love that. <laughs> oh, little beavers, little busy beavers. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's great prediction. Thank you, Tom. I, oh, that really helps. I'm glad I shared that. So I know that you were uh, very, um, you had a, a sort of like a, a, a mentor. You kind of helped each other. Dick Sutton, is that how you say his name? Dick Sutton, yes. 2005, and you uh, went to improve, psych, learn about psychic ability and how to improve yours. And right. You, well, yeah, after, of course, in, in the meantime, I, uh, I had uh, read that uh, article that Robert Shapiro put into the Sedona Journal of Emergence yes. and uh, the said request benevolent outcomes. And I said, gosh, I think I'll try that. And so I just started playing around with it. Mm -hmm. And it turned out to be so great. It was it was better. You know, it's like 100 times better than the law of attraction that a lot of people are into um, because you request these benevolent outcomes and then you release it and you're now in my belief system, because I've been told this, uh, your guardian angel knows your whole soul contract, that soul path that you're on. Mm -hmm. And, and so uh, if it's, if it's within the boundaries of your soul path, then you'll get the request. If it's not, uh, uh, then, then it won't happen. But uh, something better is on the way that's going to happen. So um, I, I've found out over and over again not to get frust so frustrated, even even though uh, I, I and a, a friend of mine in Paris uh, tried to raise money for a series of spy movies, and and I went all over the place, St. Petersburg, Russia. Budapest, uh, Los Angeles for the American film market, Cannes, France, uh, trying to raise money. And each time I would get close, it would fall apart. And finally, I, I asked Theo, I said, I've been requesting benevolent outcomes all, the, you know, all along. Why didn't this happen? And he said, Tom, he said, that's not on your soul contract. If, uh, he said, you're going to reach a lot more people with your books and and speaking and everything than you would ever um, uh, reach by by uh, raising money for a movie. So that's um, that's how things work. They, you know, you just yeah. have to trust 
uh, trust that it's it's going to work out. And I know that's so true because I, I it's, it's actually relieved a lot of stress in my life because when I've used it, I've learned to let go, like you said. And once I let go, I just realized if it's going to come through, it'll come through. Like you're saying, exactly what you're saying has been happening. And I just... It's just, it's changed my life. It really has changed my life. And anyone I tell about it, I mean, people will call me and say, Janet, will you say one of those MBOs for me? Because they don't want to learn how to say it all the time. So I'll say it all the time. My friends will call before they take a flight. Please say an MBO for me. I mean, constantly, I get it. I mean, it's like nonstop. I must say them at least a dozen times a day for wow. myself and for everybody. I use them constantly. I absolutely And it's too bad they should trust, you know, they, they don't have to go... You know, too many people yes. think that, oh gosh, um, uh, this can't work. I have to go through my priest or, or pastor or whatever. Yeah. But you can, you can, these MBOs go directly to your, your guardian angel mm -hmm. and they're going to work if it's on your, your soul contract. So uh, I, I wish people uh, would have the confidence to, uh, to request these MBOs themselves, they uh, uh, once they get into the habit, they will not ever lose it. So true. I'm going to get stronger with my group, and even my husband. He goes, "Say one of those MBOs for me, will you?" While we go look for a parking spot, <laughs> or say the MBO that we get to this place on time, or something. And I'll say, "Well, you know, you need to learn this." And he's just, you know, he's he's a little stubborn. He likes me to do it. So I said, "Okay," but you. He's not the only one. So. You know. Exactly, exactly. So when you when you connected with Dick, you had something incredible happen there. And I'd love you to tell our audience about that. Right. Uh, sorry, we got off the track. No, I love what you went to because I was going to get there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so anyway, um, uh, I had been to uh, some of Dick Suffin's seminars, uh, Austin and, um, oh gosh, uh, 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 someplace else uh, before and uh, uh, so he was going to have a seminar for increasing your psychic ability mm -hmm. uh, in Sedona and of course Sedona is a beautiful place to go anyway and and so um, uh, it was supposed to be increasing your psychic ability well on, on about the second day of the seminar he's a great hypnotist mm. uh, just one of the very very best um, uh, melodic voices that you could ever hear and on a second day he was supposed to put us under into this altered states sort of like that that dream state I've talked about and and then we were uh, supposed to do automatic writing well instead of doing the automatic writing when you put us under I said hmm, I think I'm gonna try and talk to Reveals the Mysteries, who Robert Shapiro had um, uh, had channeled for me. And when I'd asked if my sole contract was to support Robert's work, uh, Reveals the Mysteries, who Robert was channeling, said, no, uh, that uh, is not your sole path to, uh, to support his work. And I said, well, that's strange. And so a couple of years later, I got to ask the question. And real, reveals the mystery. Said, said Tom. Uh, he said, uh, 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 I live in the 1600s, and so do you. At this time, you're you're a shaman. I'm a shaman. Uh, reveals the mysteries. It's his name. 
he said, my name was uh, Stillwater. And he said, uh, you had decided to incarnate into the 20th and 21st centuries to reintroduce people to the gentle way. So I got the name of my first book, the very first time that reveals the mysteries ever, ever communicated with me. And anybody ever communicated with me. It was really neat. I said, wow. Yeah. And he told me, he said, you're going to write books. And I said, no, no, I'm a, I'm a business guy. I was expecting to retire from eventually from the uh, film distribution business. He said, no books. And so I wrote my first book in, within 90, 90 days or so. That's so, incredible. That's how, the, that's how the book started. Wow. And you've written two more and I've given all mine away. Everyone's got my copies now. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've written five books now and I'm working on my sixth. Oh, I, oh, you are? You're working on a new one, huh? Yeah. What is that about? Do we have a little hint? Mm -hmm. Oh, it'll, uh, it's going to be a short book. It's going to be sort of like a mini book and it's still going to be on Atlantis and Lemuria, oh, but great. it's uh, where the, the Atlantis and Lemuria book that I have out right now uh, is very, very detailed. I love this it. one will just kind of cover the highlights, I hope. I, it, it's got to be enough for 50 pages, so I hope I'm going to have enough for, for 50 pages. The, uh, the regular book, it's like 300 or so. I and, love your Atlantis and Lemuria book. I absolutely yeah. ate that up. I mean, the details that you provided in that, I mean, I've never read a book with all the insights that you have with Atlantis and Lemuria, if people are interested, I highly recommend Tom's book and it's Thanks. called Atlantis and Lemuria. It's fabulous. And I mean, it just tells you so much detail that no one's ever heard of. And I love the, I'm not going to give you very, uh, you know, when, when I was told it, I started saying, Oh, is that why? Because, because Atlantis, you know, people say, well, where's Atlantis? It must be mythical because it's not anywhere. Yes. So uh, maybe it was uh, Satorini or, 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 you know, whatever. And, and in reality, when I was told that here, here was this continent, 10% larger than, than uh, present day Australia. Mm -hmm. And, but it sat right in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. And there was this line of volcanoes that bisected the whole continent. Um, uh, right on top of the mid-Atlantic Ridge where there was all this pressure from these plates pushing together. Mm -hmm. And and so one day, 31,000 years ago, um, all the volcanoes blew up at one time and virtually the whole continent sank. So, and, and, and the oceans rose 160 feet, wiping out every single village, town, and city all over the world that were on the coast of the world. And as we all know from just looking at today's maps, most of the major cities and everything are all sitting on the coast of the world. I know they are. And that's what, and, and you've had a few warnings about not being so close to the coast even now from your guide. Yeah. Yes. I've seen that in your newsletters and I'm like, oh, so I'm staying away from the seacoast. I mean, I'm, I'm far enough away, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. I would love to live on it, but, you know, whatever. Whatever's going to happen. But it may not happen in our time. We don't know yet. Well, and we don't. And, and the probabilities seem to be raising that uh, um, there, there's going to be major earthquakes and Yellowstone uh, will erupt along with some other volcanoes 
between 2022 and 2027. These are probabilities. That means that they may happen, um, but they may not. So I'm, I'm letting people know. But if Japan has another huge quake, 8.0 or so, uh, and a tsunami at virtually the same place that had happened before for the 9.0, that's giving you only two weeks to get off the West Coast. Really? Do you have to get out of Colorado too? No. Oh, good. That'll, that'll be okay. With the exception of uh, obviously the, the ash from Yellowstone. Right. But, right. but the ash from Yellowstone will mostly go directly to the east and um, all the way to Chicago. And it will, because the sun will not shine for months and months and months, it will turn, it will have a, min, a mini ice age that will form if that actually happens. Because that blast from Yellowstone will be so enormous to it'll just black out the sun. That's incredible. So we don't know what the reasons are. How do we get away from that? Is there, do you have any idea? What's the probability? Did, we, did they tell you that, your guys? Don't live near there. <laughs> just don't live near there. Okay. <laughs> so anyone in California should leave. Is that what you're saying? Uh, on the West Coast, sure. But yeah, all, all the way the from all the way Tijuana to, to through Vancouver. Washington. Uh, oh, to uh, and, and it all depends. Gaius says that she hasn't decided how strong the earthquakes could be, but they could be so severe that land will drop into the ocean. So, oh, yeah. um, you yeah, know, plan for the worst, and if less happens, great. I know it's hard for people to hear, but you know, it's almost good for them to hear because you just don't know. Nobody really knows. So, no. in a way, you've given them this warning that to be aware when you hear something about this situation in Japan, that this is a pre, you're pre-warning them in a lot of ways. So it's a gift. Yeah. So I'd look at this as a gift that um, if you're listening to this and you live in those coastlines or you have someone you care about, tell them this information. I mean, they may laugh at you, but if it happens, I don't think they'll be laughing. <laughs> I don't think they'll be, I think they'll take it for, you know, I'll come visit you on the East coast or I'll go to the Midwest or somewhere, you know, yeah. take a vacation, rent, a, rent an RV from, from a place right next to the ocean <laughs> and, <laughs> and drive east and exactly. <laughs> that may be what you'll live in for the next. Yeah. And get past Chicago, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that I love all your guides. You have amazing guides and I know so many miracles have happened in your life connecting to your guides and some of them come from the future. Can you tell us a little about your guides and people would love to hear sure. about guides and, um, the, Everyone, everyone has guides. Everyone has a guardian angel. Mm -hmm. There are like a little over a million guardian angels, and they're actually uh, known uh, as, as, and they're called golden light beings because they're such ancient souls that they glow a golden light. Uh, but they're they're really amazing. They have amazing powers, if you wish. Uh, my guardian angel Theo, uh, I call him Theo because he says. Uh, humans can't pronounce uh, angelic names, um, and Theo says that uh, that um, he takes care of uh, over twenty-seven thousand whole souls. Keep in mind, we're just soul fragments, right? And so he takes care of twenty-seven thousand whole souls, and like in my soul cluster or group, some people call it, um, uh, there are eight fragments. 
and uh, and so one of those fragments is reveals the mysteries that shaman uh, back from the 1600s he's my main guy so typically in a life you will uh, you will have as your main guide someone from your soul cluster that knows you tr- well and is uh, is obviously a great connection between you and your uh, and your uh, soul itself and then uh, you have guides that come and go in your life depending upon what you're doing so as an example in my case when i was in the tour business uh, uh, i had two guides that helped me with that when we sold the business in 1981 or two um, they left and in came a couple of guides that have helped me in my film uh, and TV program distribution business uh, since then. And then when I started writing, I had another two guides that showed up to help me with my writing. And I said, oh, is one of them maybe famous or was famous? No, they're just really, really good writers that, that the kind of writing you do, Tom, um, is not, or not novels, you just need to to write with. Uh, so I, I do my best. Thing. And then my mother in this life uh, is also one of my guides. Um, she's passed on. And uh, she is a guide for all things feminine because like 75 or 80% of my newsletter subscribers, which I send out a free newsletter each, um, uh, each week, 52 weeks a year. And, uh, uh, 75 or 80% of the subscribers are women. So those, those are the guides that I know. <laughs> wow. And how can you have people, how do you tell people to connect with theirs? I mean, how can we help them learn how to connect with their guides? Um, well, you really should start with, with connecting with your own guardian angel. Mm-hmm. You can say out loud, guardian angel, what name shall I call you? Okay. And, you may immediately get a name that that pops into your head and that's a name that you could use or it may take a couple of weeks like it did me suddenly you know a couple of weeks later theo bounced bounced in i found out later that i've i've called him theo in many many lives so uh, this this wasn't the first time that theo and i have conversed like that um so that's you could start talking to your guardian angel out loud because your guardian angel is listening to you every single minute. And when you're requesting these benevolent outcomes, uh, uh, you can request them for the most mundane things. And in fact, I recommend that you do start off to get immediate feedback that this is actually working for you. Mm -hmm. So you request a benevolent outcome for your drive to work. And maybe as you're driving along, suddenly there's a wreck. And this has happened twice to me uh, right in front of you. But, you were able to avoid the wreck or, or, or maybe you're uh, uh, like I had one lady that was on a bus and she was on vacation and they were coming up to the space needle in Seattle and the, the bus driver um, uh, wasn't paying attention. He was looking more at the bus stop than, than ahead of him. And he almost ran into a truck and he slammed on his brakes. Everybody, you know, forward like this, and she was able to joke with him, well, you know, and not be, not be upset or afraid, uh, but, 
everybody was safe because of this sort of radiant effect that benevolent outcomes have, that it's like a bubble around your car or a bubble around that bus, and you can request for a, a seat on a bus or a, a subway in the morning. Uh, one, one day, this uh, friend of mine in, in Paris, he lives in Paris full time, we had to go to a meeting across town, and we had to take uh, something like three or four different subways to get there. And, and I said, well, let me show you about MBO. So I requested an MBO to get a seat on every single subway. And this is morning, morning uh, uh, what we call drive time, where everyone is going to work. And I got a seat every single time across. And he said, oh, that's just a coincidence. <laughs> so anyway, that's, it, it works marvelously. It works amazingly. It'll keep you out of danger. Um, uh, you, can, uh, you can request it for things like, um, we were, uh, my family and I were on a cruise ship and they had a coverall on, on the bingo the last day on the cruise. And um, uh, I won half of an $8,400 pot wow. uh, on bingo on that cruise. And uh, it was enough for uh, that and 50% off the cruise because one of the decks that had a leak that we took the cruise again the next year. So, wow. it's, it's so can you say, can you say it out loud for people to hear how you say the uh, MBO? Like just, I know you said it in the beginning very quickly, but I don't know yeah. if everyone heard it. I request a most benevolent outcome for blank, blank, blank. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Or I request a most benevolent outcome for my drive to work today. Thank you. And I request a most benevolent outcome uh, for my drive from work to Kroger's. And at Kroger's, I request most benevolent for finding all the things I need. You know, just yeah. mundane requests. And, and like when I'm in the grocery store, uh, if I'm having trouble finding something, uh, suddenly, you know, there's, there's one of the uh, uh, store employees that's right on my aisle. Oh, here it is right here, sir. You know, so it makes easy. things easier. Life gets easier when you start requesting benevolent outcomes. You still have the challenges, sure. but um, the, it's, it's like Theo describes it as, uh, if you're not requesting benevolent outcomes, um, it's, it's like uh, having to climb a brick wall in the middle of the road. Uh, and that by requesting a benevolent outcome, it turns it into a big speed bump. So you still have the challenges. It just lessens the, the challenge. Mm -hmm. And I, I say mine a little differently. I guess it's because I, you had different types on your website like years ago. You've made it really simple now. I sort of say a longer version, like all beings of light who are in service to me, I'm asking for the most benevolent outcome to whatever it is. And mm -hmm. then I say, if this is for my, uh, if this is, uh, what is it? Highest and best good. A lot of yes, people. I put that in there too. Yeah. But, but I that's like, okay. Keep in mind, I, when I started doing all this, um, I was just kind of throwing phrases around, and I first said a benevolent icon, but when I tried to abbreviate it, it was B.O., and that didn't sound too good. <laughs> so, so I had an M.B.O., the most benevolent icon, and, uh, and I didn't used to say thank you, uh, but it, all these great things were happening. I had to start saying thank you, thank you. Oh, my God, goodness, this is so great. And, and so... You can say it your own way. It's just that I made it so easy that it's easy for it to pop in your brain every time um, and, and, and able to start off the phrase. So 
you know, I requested most of them and they want to come for. And then, you know, for other people in my book one, in the gentle way book one, mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I was saying living prayer and, and, uh, but in book two, I changed that to make it really simple. Uh, I ask any and all beings to blank, blank, blank. Uh, when you, when you do benevolent prayers, as I now call them, um, uh, this goes to a different set of angels, first of all, that, uh, that, uh, respond to all prayers on earth. Uh, it's just that some people don't understand why their prayers are not answered. It's because it's not on your soul path. And, um, pardon me just a second. No problem. So, um, there we go. The, uh, uh, so you're, when you say a prayer for other people, other beings, the planet, whatever it is, if it's not specifically for you, you say, I ask any all beings to. Okay. And again, I made it so simple. Uh, it, I ask any all beings to aid and assist um, uh, the, uh, the administration, the, uh, the uh, representatives and, and Senate and, and courts to make decisions in the best interest of the people of the, of the United States, the people of the world and the planet. Thank you. So this is one I've been having people say yeah, recently. I've been saying it. I've been saying it. Absolutely. So I know you have a free gift, uh, something special you're offering to people. So I just want to give you a couple minutes to talk about it. If there's anything, you know, that you'd like to share about it. Okay. I, I'm, uh, if, if um, uh, you, I'm not sure how, how we'll work this. I believe uh, uh, there's going to be a, um, a, a, a URL address. And it'll take you, and I have a benevolent prayer that I say every single morning. And I say, um, uh, I ask any all beings to, and, and I'm going from memory here, so it may not be exact. I ask any all beings to aid, comfort, uh, all the people that I've ever harmed in any past, present, or future lives. And I ask any all beings to aid and comfort the families and friends of anyone that I've ever hurt in any way, any past, present, or future life. Thank you. I left out a little bit, so you'll you'll get the whole thing when you sure. see. It. And you. and and it's you can print out the sign and put it up so that you'll start saying it. And Theo tells me this is one of uh, the the greatest things that you could do for all your lives. And I said, well, have I ever said this prayer in any other lives? And I was told, no. This is the very first one that you've ever made that connection so that's how important it is to say oh that's beautiful thank you for sharing that that is beautiful and i know you talk about how doing saying the um most benevolent outcome prayer that you raise your vibration and that you it changes you know it changes you it makes your life better it moves you up i mean i know we could talk about ascension but we don't have a lot of time left but i just wanted to put that in there that how it moves up, moves you up in vibration. It changes your life in so many ways that if you don't take advantage of it, it's so simple and it's so wonderful. I mean, there's right. People, people keep saying, Oh, it can't be this, this easy. I've been told to do all these different, uh, you know, acts and whatever. And, uh, but 
Theo says it, this is the absolutely the simplest thing that you can do. First of all, it keeps you on your soul path. Mm-hmm. You request benevolent outcomes every day, um, and it keeps you on the soul path. The soul path is what you wanted to um, uh, to do in this life uh, for the most challenges, the most successes, uh, the best life that you possibly have. So you want to stay on your soul contract. People say, oh, I want free will. You have free will. You, know, you can, uh, as Theo calls it uh, humorously, he says, you can go off the reservation. Okay, <laughs> wander off the reservation. But the best thing is to stay on your path. And this and requesting benevolent comes will keep you on your path, just as, as it did me when I tried to get off the path and, and go raise money for movies. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of the uh, things, and it does raise your vibrational level every little bit, and especially when you're uh, when you're saying benevolent prayers for other people, other beings, mm-hmm. animals, whatever. You're showing compassion, and compassion. <coughs> excuse me, raises your vibrational level. Yes, and that's so important today in this in our world that's changing, and we want to create this wonderful world, and we're, we're working to create, you know, you know, community and, and, changing, and you know, changing into a, a loving community, which I think people are getting more and more loving towards each other, no matter what's going on. You can hear different things, but I think we are moving into the most wonderful energies i mean all these gifts are given to us so you have a choice you can choose to do it or not and that you know that'll change your life so um i really want to thank you so much tom for being such a brilliant light for humanity and for coming back so many times and helping us and being willing to show us the, the new new ways to and simple ways like this this gorgeous miracle of bringing um the most benevolent outcome prayer to us, it's a gift. And it's one that I totally treasure. And I use it, as I said, all, all the time, constantly. It's, it's just, it just, I, it makes my life better. And my life is on another new path. So I say it every time I do a show, I just love it. And it's at the end of all my, um, my and I say it every day. That's all I can say. So I would love our audience to write in. And there's his books. Oh, there's Tom. I'll what show you. Yeah, I would love you to show it. The Gentle Way is his first book. Yep, that's wonderful. And and go to my website to sign up for my yes. weekly newsletter if you'd like. Um, it's www.thegentlewaybook.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, not only do I have all my, my new- newsletters archived on the website all the way back to 2007. Yes, you do. But I also have... If you can click on blog, and yeah. every Saturday I have around four or five stories that are sent in to me from people from all over the world telling telling me their stories of success and using the gentle way. Okay, thank you. And I know, and you have two other books with the gentle way series, and then you have the Atlantis and Lemurian book, and the first contact, which is I just got your first contact book. Oh, okay. I haven't read that yet, and it's I, I'm like chomping at the bit to get to that book. I really want to read it because it's all about meeting Anshura, who we didn't get to talk about yet. But I loved him. I love hearing about him, and we'll we'll do that maybe another time, another Perfect. show. And again, thank you so much. I'd love our audience to write in and say how much they love Tom, and I hope you try those MBOs because it's so important to changing your life and 
Tom, you are such a beacon of showing how to own your own divine light and helping others and millions of people to step into achieving their dreams with this simple prayer. And we're all about helping them unlock their passions and stepping into their authenticity and finally creating the life you love when you own your divine light. So thank you, Tom. I'm Janet Miller, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Hello again. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If you did, please remember to leave a review. This helps us gather ideas on how else we can improve our content so we can provide you the best experience as you tune in with us. Before I let you go, I want to let you know that as an energy facilitator and divine light mapper, I am here to guide you in discovering your soul's purpose in this ongoing new paradigm shift. When you're ready to discover your soul's purpose, book a divine light mapping session with me to gain understanding of your soul's journey. You may also book a Solex AO scan session with me to harmonize your mind, body, and spirit. We'll take a look at your signature blueprint, which we all emit with energy, frequency, and vibration. And with this information you gain, you will surely leave here empowered to take charge of your sovereign body. When you're ready to book a session and to learn more about our current events, promos, and services, please visit ownyourdivinelight.com. Thank you again for participating in our podcast. Our journey to 5D continues.